Hello, everybody. Welcome to the I Don't Know Jack About Parenting podcast. And today I'm going to share with you four ways to help your kids overcome anxiety. So the big question is this. How are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the I Don't Know Jack About Parenting podcast for parents. My name is Ryan Roy, and I am the author of Be the Dad You Wish You Had 40 Power Lessons to Becoming a Powerful Dad. You could access that on www.bethedadyouwishyouhad.com. And today's episode is about anxiety. I was reading an article recently about the uh, anxiety in children and then I happened to be listening to another podcast and some very startling statistics came up. Um, I will tell you and I'll talk about a little bit further in this uh, podcast about how I suffered from anxiety as a child and didn't know that's what it was as I had panic attacks. Uh, but if you go back to my first episode of this podcast, I share with you a story about how my oldest son uh, had an episode where he gave himself a black eye in frustration. Um, so obviously recently I've been reading about what could have caused that or this anxiety. And I came up with an article and it's the 10 ways to curb anxiety in children. And I'm going to identify four of those. I'll share all 10 with you, but I'm really going to focus in on four of them that I've identified that we need to shift and change in our house. Uh, and I think that just makes sense for you, the listener. And I'm just going to start with number one. Number one um, way to curb anxiety in children is simply to know the signs, right? So according to physicians, anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the United States. Symptoms include a racing or pounding of the heart, and I experienced that as a young child, heaviness in a chest, difficulty breathing, body shakes, or calm or clammy hands. So this goes back to when it says it's the most common mental illness in the United States. Listen to what I heard. 40 million Americans suffer from anxiety. They say that it is more common than, get this, the common cold. And when I heard that, my eyes lit up. Uh, and I was like, wow, uh, my my son, my own child, which I, I'm the author of Be the Dad You Wish You Had, he shouldn't have these types of challenges, but it all goes to show that we all don't know everything. And if we're faced with a challenge, what do we need to do? We need to research it, attack it, and not just rely on uh, the medical industry because I'm bringing him to his physician saying, well, he says he has a heavy chest. He's saying that he has a quickness in, in his the, the pounding of his heart. He's having difficulty breathing. So they send him to a breathing specialist. Uh, to check for asthma, to check for uh, some type of um, uh, asthma or allergies. And 
I've never suffered from allergies. My wife never has. Neither one of us have asthma. It doesn't isn't causing the ha in in the uh, the family. There's no heredity heredity there. Uh, there's no smoking around him. So all the things that lead to that is is they're testing the symptom, and I want to get to what the problem is. Uh, so then note a definition of what anxiety is. That's number two, right? So check for signs, and these are signs of him having anxiety, and they have him on inhalers. So number two is uh, the definition of anxiety is an abnormal or overwhelming sense of apprehension and fear often marked with psychological signs, or physiological signs, sorry. Anxiety occurs occasionally within all children. So it's normal for them to have some type of anxiety such as you know a, a monster under their bed or uh, I'm I'm scared to take my math test those are perfectly normal but if your child is consistently or constantly afraid you may want to start taking note as it could overcome them so then research number three is research some answers so when your child anxiety begins to dictate his or her behavior it's time to consult with your physician see we immediately went to the physician right and they're not even looking at anxiety they're they're treating it as if it's it's something um, other than anxiety or depression right so but in some cases this anxiety can lead to depression so you want to start researching in managing this uh, right away so I'm gonna start with the first one which is number four which is do not micromanage see micromanaging every single detail of your child's activities can create anxiety right looking over his shoulder hey did you do this did you do that uh, and if they seem to be walking on eggshells in your presence uh, you may be or I may be or my wife may be right in the household we may be a little bit more controlling so parent must allow for some autonomy and independence so I know in our house uh, I am giving him more choice more freedoms to do things and we're not overlooking it's like hey did you get that done no and then there's maybe a consequence for the action but we're not hovering we're not helicopter helicopter parenting over him and I can admit right um, we have to look in the mirror sometimes maybe there was some of that going on uh, just a few weeks ago but we're creating an awareness that it's affecting him in a way that we don't want it to affect him so we're taking away some of that micro management so that was number four number five is this dial down family conflict now I don't know how it is in your household but we have two careers here we have uh, a one-year-old and a seven-year-old we have tons of homework as he's learning in both English and Spanish at school. And our window of opportunity, based on our schedules, for my wife and I to have conversation around the house, which when there's a lot of moving parts, there tends to be some disagreements, right? So that tends to happen from the time she gets home, uh, about 5.30 to 7, and it's like, hey, did you take care of this bill? Did you call that contractor? Hey, did you call the bed guys? Did you, uh, you know, and it's like, no, I didn't get it. Well, you said you were going to do it, and even though it's not really conflict, it's just us having a, di a discussion, it says, studies show that children who regularly hear their parents arguing and fighting can develop high levels of anxiety. 
Now, we're not arguing or fighting, but there is, and it says what might be uh, the be, uh, uh, benign disagreement can sound like the end of a world, the end of the world to young ears. So it's just like, hey, I didn't get to take care of it. Well, when are you going to take care of it? And these simple things of us not being on the same page, and it's us trying to get on the same page, can seem huge to him. And if that's the only dialogue he is hearing between his parents, um, because we usually get our time away from that once the kids go to bed, but if that's the only dialogue they're hearing, that can cause uh, anxiety. And we don't want that. So we together have curbed uh, that dialogue at that point during the day. And we'll have more of the loving, how was your day, um, hugs, kisses, togetherness in that time and then we could take care of the bills and and the appointments and things of that nature um, later in the evening as the kids go down and that has been our solution there number six is is react calmly right when your son or daughter comes to an overly excited uh, comes to you overly excited or upset respond in a calm manner and I think we're pretty good at this um, I think it's easier for dads, honestly, as we are non-emotional creatures, right? We're more physical beings. Moms uh, can be a little bit more uh, dramatic or overly concerned, right? So acting or reacting with excessive concern or anger will only heighten whatever stress your child is coming to you with. So it's not necessarily something I've seen, but it's something that my wife has agreed could be something she could work on. Uh, so basically, react calmly or keep your cool and ease that potential tension. So if, if you're not concerned, your child won't be as concerned. So number seven is this. So those are the ones that I believe that uh, my wife and I could work on. Don't micromanage. Dial down family conflict. React calmly. Um, and... and and then I'll hit a couple of the other ones. It says, set clear boundaries. Uh, as stated earlier, parents can be controlling. However, they can also be too permissive. If parents makes no attempt to control, it will lead to confusion and stress. Set clear boundaries and household rules for expectations and behavior. Th those things, I believe, in our household are pretty clear. Uh, provide security. You're the protector, so make sure that's your job. Dad, there's a spider in my bed. Dad, if there's uh, someone breaking into, what if someone breaks into our house? What if you and mommy break up? Always be there comforting when called for. Children crave security. So I don't know about you. I know whenever uh, my son at this point, or even my little one, as he's just saying, dad, 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 um, I always respond with, what is it? What do you need? Uh, do you need it in this moment? Can you wait one second or do you need it now? And if they need it now, even if I don't agree with them needing it now, that's what they need. So I tend to respond um, So, because they're looking for us for security into uh, number nine, which is be strong. So nine, be strong. And this goes back to, um, you know, going back to not micromanaging and dialing down conflict and reacting calmly it's important to set limits on your own anxiety and worries right children pick up on it and become stressed as well 
So be strong in your own, how do you respond to certain things? Not them responding and you responding calmly, but if they see you responding, and I talk about this in my book at one point, children don't do what we tell them to do. They mimic what we're actually doing. So if you're being strong in certain circumstances, they'll be strong. If you have a fear of spiders, guess what? Guarantee it. Your kids, if you are fearful of it, they'll end up being fearful. Uh, one of the best gifts I think my mother ever gave me, she told me she used to be scared of thunderstorms. And when I remember being, with some of my earliest memories, there was a th thunderstorm going on outside, and my, my, my mother was like, Ryan, come here. Let's come watch the storm. Isn't it awesome? Isn't it amazing what nature does, what God can do for you, and, and how God makes uh, the cycles and the weather? Isn't this amazing? But she told me later on that she was really scared, but she didn't want to put those same anxieties or fears onto me. So I've always been fascinated with storms simply because my mother was fascinated by them. But she wasn't. She actually had a fear around them, but she overcame the fear not to pass that onto me. That's what I call wisdom. So there's you can make some wise choices. If you have a fear of heights, don't pass that on to your children. Go up the Statue of Liberty and look down with them in amazement and overcome your own fear potentially. So uh, I'll, I'll read what it says here and be strong. It's important to limit signs of your own anxiety and worries. Your children will pick up Pick up on it and become stressed as well. Discuss your issues in private with your spouse. And that's what we just discussed. That's what my wife and I do. At the same time, it's okay for you to occasionally share a concern with your kids. And also ask them to pray for you. Model how appropriately to handle anxiety. And the last one is number 10. And it could be number 1 depending on your faith. If you have faith, is emphasize faith. Studies have shown that faith and prayer generally lead to reduced levels of anxiety. Knowing that God is always in control helps take a lot of the family's uh, weight off their shoulders. Whenever someone gets a little anxiety or freaked out about something, uh, encourage him or her to pray about it. Thank you so much for listening to episode 3 four ways that our family has dealt with the anxiety in our child. And if you missed that episode, uh, episode one, it was kind of the impetus for this entire uh, podcast. Please go back and listen so you can understand why um, we've taken these steps towards less anxiety and stress in our household. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, be the dad you wish you had at be the dad you wish you had.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to be the dad you wish you had.com now and get it while it's free.